Hello, and welcome back to the Whole and Complete Podcast. I'm Dr. Shantae, and this is the podcast that provides resources on faith and wellness to help people live whole and complete lives. And so, as you know, we are right in the middle of, or at the tail end of our spiritual obesity series. So our series on weight loss. And even though this is a wellness podcast, and at some point we are going to start talking about, you know, physical wellness and other dimensions of wellness, but I really want to hone in and launch from this mental health piece. And so that's why it's been so important for me to bring in voices from the psychological community, from the clinical counseling community, so that we can get those tools, that professional help and support that we need, not only from a spiritual perspective, but also from a professional and clinical perspective, which is why I'm so excited to bring our guest today, Ms. Chantel Biddings. And she is an LCPC and graduate of the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. So woo woo, you of I, you're some local people. Even though I went to NIU, there's love there. And she is a licensed clinical professional counselor. She is practicing. She specializes in things like self-efficacy and self-worth. And Chantel, I'm so happy to bring you to this podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to join you today. Indeed. And so we, before the um, <laughs> before we actually started this podcast, she and I were just having this conversation that the woman who does her nails was listening to a podcast like have you heard this podcast you know dr shante and chantelle and i we already know each other like we have a a previous connection but it's just so funny how god just brings these things full circle and so she knows exactly what the deal is with whole and complete podcast and she's had an opportunity to listen to those episodes that we just went through on uh spiritual obesity and, and weight gain and things like that. And so Chantel, hearing that, what was kind of like your clinical thoughts or, or perceptions? What were the bells that were kind of going off for you as you were listening to that? Just the mind, body, soul connection was huge for me. Um, I think you really did a great job of um, highlighting how what we take into our minds, what we take into our spirit affects our physical bodies, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to um, weight, like the, the weight that you are carrying spiritually definitely impacts the way you think, the way you behave, and the way you interact with others around you. No, I 100% agree. And one of the things that I've noticed, so my, my daughter and I, every Tuesday, we sit sit down and we watch The Biggest Loser. So that show was on for a while and then it went off and, and they kind of relaunched it this season. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is that when you have significant weight to lose, and I'm talking like 80, 90, 100 pounds, maybe even more than that, that's not just, oh, I had a few Twinkies type of weight. There's like something that's deeply emotionally rooted inside of that. And so there's a definite connection to that. But my question for you is, why is it that it's that emotional weight that's so hard to lose? I mean, because there are people running around here that way, you know, a buck 25, but they're still burdened down and they're still saddled with and riddled with anxiety. And it's just kind of hard to shake that. So why is that the weight that seems to be hardest for us to lose? Well, if we think about our emotions, those are the hidden hurts most of the time, right? So those are the weights that we cover up the most. So no amount of uh, wearing black can cover up, you know, emotional Well, weight. well. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, it, those are the, the, the things that we keep hidden from everyone else. So our hurts, our past traumas, our anxiety, our depression 
it's often masked because we want to put on that happy face and show the world that we're winning and we out here, you know, hustling and humping and doing our best thing um, and living our best lives. But we all have something that we are dealing with emotionally and oftentimes we just will not address it. And that's the key. One of the things that I've noticed as we're kind of in the midst of this global pandemic and things like that is it struck me as the limitation of money. So it's not, this isn't a poor man's disease. This isn't a black man's disease or, or white or Asian or what have you. Essentially, everybody, everybody in the entire world is being affected by this, uh, not only from work, but their home dynamics. And so now we have time that we have not had before to really kind of sit and really think about some things and address some things. And a lot of people tend to dread that, you know, as you said, they don't want to address it. And so now that we have the time to address it, people are still reluctant to kind of go there. Well, you know, I think that we, we as a, a culture, as a society, we are just unwilling to let other people see us as what we may consider weak or damaged, or down, or in need of help. We've talked about often how, and I heard you mention on one podcast, that we are so apt to take on that superwoman, wonder woman, superman syndrome, and we don't want to admit that at times we do need help. Thank you for saying that, because I do know that at one point in this series, I talked about this this misnomer about, you know, black don't crack, just this notion that, you know, we're so invincible and we have it all together and that, you know, we can bring home the bacon, fry it up in the pan, raise somebody's kids and just take a lick and keep on ticking. But as a professional, as a licensed professional, has that been your experience? Is is the black cracking? Oh, it absolutely is. It's cracking, (laughs) it's melting, it's sliding down on the floor. Um, We are, I I really want to put this out here that there are more African-American, Black people seeking help than ever before. And I am so excited about that because we've come to accept that we not only need therapy, but we deserve it. Like we've, we've gotten to the place where we recognize that we're out here limping with all our issues and, and problems, and we don't have to be. It's people that are trained, that are licensed, that look like you, that talk like you, that are out here to give you the assistance that you need. So y'all hear that? The Black, it is cracking. And the thing is, I think what we've become really good at is is the patch job, right? Mm. We can make it, mm-hmm. we can make it look like something. We can doctor it up, you know, make that dollar out of 15 cents. And we've kind of taken that mentality and those habits of minds and put those to work on our emotions. But I have learned the hard way when you don't address them, they will address you. Absolutely. Even for our therapists and clinicians that are out here providing services, I think that we are always so apt to tell people to go get therapy. And oftentimes we neglect the fact that as we are taking on the weight and the burdens of those around us and the people that we see on a day-to-day basis, that it is absolutely imperative for us to have our own therapist um, because we got stuff too, and we got stuff we need to work through. So therapy is for everyone, even the helper. So what do you say to that person? Because, you know, going back to this notion of just being reluctant, okay? Now, here's the funny part about it. 
If it was physical weight, I wish that I was that person. I wish that I was that lean, mean trim machine because I could make a killing selling products and, and guides and resources about, you know, how to, how to get that, that dream body and what have you. So when it's physical weight, there's a real rush <laughs> to want to try to get rid of it and try to get rid of it quick. But when it's emotional weight, there's, there's this reluctance and this piece of it. And I know that for me, that piece of it was, I cannot afford to have any sort of breakdown. Okay. Like, because we, I don't know if I consider myself so self-important, but I said, you know, if, if I go down, then all these other dominoes are going to fall. And so I had convinced myself that I didn't have time for that. But as I said, it caught up with me. So what do you say to the people who are like me, who is like, you know what? I don't have time to be sitting on nobody's couch crying and boohooing just to come back week after week after week and do the same thing because I don't have time for a breakdown. What do you say to those people, to, to the me's of the world? <laughs> I would always say, and I always do say, is you don't have time not to go to therapy because of the fact that so many people are depending on you because there are so many lives that are attached to all of our lives that you must make yourself a priority. You must make sure that you are doing your very best to not only be physically well, but to be mentally and emotionally healthy. And so if you don't take the time for your one hour of therapy a week or your one hour of therapy every other week, then there will always be definite, as they would say, repercussions. It's going to be some stuff that happens. It is going to be some stuff that happens. And one of the things that we talked about on this series was, you know, this notion of comfort food, right? So yes. we've all had those bad days. We've all had, the, you know, even right now, you know, as I listen to the parents that, are, that have such a renewed appreciation for, for teachers, because, that, <laughs> because they're sitting at home with these children trying to homeschool and trying to work and trying to stay sane and keep them fed. And it's just, it's managing so much. And so we've all probably turned to, in this time, in this time of crisis, comfort foods, these, those little things that we run to, whether that's the alcohol or whether that's the chips or whether that's, you know, the whatever, but the from cookies. your perspective, the, the cookies, cookies yes. yes. <laughs> um, but from your perspective, what are some of the quote unquote emotional comfort foods or destructive comfort foods that you've seen kind of come through your practice that people have been turning to when they don't know how to manage their emotions in a healthy way? So we fall back into, for a lot of people, renewing destructive relationships. Um, and Ooh, I'm sure we could, we could do a whole podcast. Hold on, I'm about to say, that. we got to let that marinate for a minute. That was like, she said Mufasa, y'all. Okay, so yes. repeat, that, repeat that again. We fall back into what now? Renewing unhealthy relationships. Oof. So mm. this is when those, you know, hey, big head texts go out. Girl, uh, talk about it. <laughs> you know, and so we, we find ourselves in those places. And that's what I've been hearing a lot. Trying to not go back to, what did she say in the movie? Don't go back to the place that hurt you. Um, oh, the self-made movie on Netflix. Yes. 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 She yes. says, never run back to what broke you. Honey, I yes. felt that in my shundo. I said, oh, hey. Right. Deep down. Deep down. Deep down. <laughs> Yes. So those are things that we have to make sure that we are taking care of because we will revert to those behaviors, those relationships, those situations that really, really cause us harm. Those people 
you know, that you said, I'm, I'm going to block you. I'm going to, uh, you know, never answer your call again. Those are the people we're sending those messages for too. And we want to make sure that we are not revisiting these damaging places or damaging people because we're bored or because we feel lonely because we're at home by ourselves at this point. And so we need to make sure that we are not taking on that weight or that burden again. I'm so glad that you said that because one of the things that I try to, to stress in this series is that spiritual obesity, just like physical obesity, it's relapsing. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, you can, you can be doing all right and then fall back into those habits. You know, just like, you know, alcoholism, you can go a long stretch of sobriety and then one stressful situation can cause you to quote unquote fall off the wagon. And so for people that, that might be struggling in that area, whether it's going back to relationships or going back to food or going back to destructive patterns in general, how would you advise them about how to kind of, what are the red flags to look for so that they don't go back down that road? Well, some of the red flags I would definitely suggest that we are mindful of is that we cannot revisit that place because we are hurting. Like self-examine first. Say, where am I? What's going on with me? Am I just lonely? Am I just in need of some kind of contact or attention? Look at that first. So do a little self-examination first. And then decide and, and recognize what the situation really has been. Like, for real, for real. Did they hurt me? Am I going back to someplace I never said I wanted to be again? Or, you know, is, is this me or is it them? That's what we need to make sure that we are taking note of. And that's a, that's a key point. You have to, as we used to grow up and they say, you know, think before you speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nowadays, think before you text. Please, <laughs> th- please. Th- think before you inbox. Think before you hit, that, hit the DMs. Think about that and, and count the cost. Because one of the conversations that I have with my daughter all the time is, you need to think that one through. I said, sit down and think that one all the way through. How do you think this is going to end? How do you think this is going to, to, to play out? And more times than not, when she sits and she thinks about it and she sees how one, one action can set a chain of events into motion that she didn't anticipate, then she's like, mm, maybe I won't go that route. And I think that that's not just a lesson for, for children. That's a lesson for us is that Let's think this through. Just in the same way that you would go to your freezer and go grab that spoon and grab that ice cream, think about it. Say, you know what? How am I going to feel about myself in 30 minutes? How am I going to feel about myself in the morning when I don't see the, the progress, the hard work that I've been doing paying off and then maybe reach for a healthier alternative, which is a great segue. What are some of the healthier alternatives to comfort foods? I mean, in the physical realm, it's easy. Reach for the apples or the celery Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. the hard boiled eggs or the lean proteins that we can do. But emotionally, it's a little bit harder to suss out. So what are some healthier alternatives to these comfort foods that we tend to reach for when we're feeling emotionally compromised? Some, some great alternatives, and what we talk a lot about in therapy is, of course, retraining your thinking. So getting rid of, rid of that stinking thinking, those negative thoughts, those weights um, that keep us down, that keep us burdened, that keep us making impulsive and damaging decisions, we have to retrain those thoughts. We have to put in place thoughts that are good, thoughts that have good report, right? 
those that are pure and holy. We got to put those thoughts in place. And we have to make sure that um, as soon as that negative thought comes into your mind, you replace it with a positive thought. The key word here is as soon as, because the truth is now that we have a little bit more time on our hands than what we're accustomed to, it's very easy to kind of sit with those thoughts for a while. And then one thought leads to another and then thoughts lead to actions. And then next thing you know, we find ourselves in some situations or in some patterns of behavior that we're trying to escape from. And so it's, it's about that kind of like positive affirmation. But here's the thing. Some people don't have that language. You know what I mean? Some people didn't grow up with those positive affirmations. Some people didn't grow up with that. I hate to use this example because people make fun of it so badly, but Mm -hmm. that you is kind, you is smart, you (laughs) You is important. Yes. (laughs) But a lot of us did not grow up with that. And so we hang on to the lies and we don't have a ready replacement. So, what are some of those? those replacements, some of those affirmations that you would recommend to kind of give people that language or that vocabulary so that they can start to turn that around? You're, you're right, because a lot of us did not, we, we just, we don't have that, that background. We don't have that platform to build upon. And when you don't have that platform or that foundation to build upon, you really are in a place where you are um, needing to maybe not even retrain your thinking, but start a whole new thought process. So open up a new book, write a new chapter in your story, which comes from connecting yourself and aligning yourself with people, places, and things that are better than where you have been. Um, And that doesn't mean better in like circumstance or stature in life, but just more positive, more uplifting. Sometimes you are just in need of a change of circle and a change of tribe. Come on now, somebody. And not only that, one of the things that I've learned is that social media can be a great tool, (laughs) but it can also be a weapon depending on where you are emotionally. And I've learned that it's perfectly okay to either unfollow people that trigger your insecurities or trigger negative patterns of thinking or encourage you to revert back to behaviors that you're trying to get away from. So one of those things is to either unfollow or you can mute them. I'll kind of, I like the concept of that because unfollow, sometimes people feel personally offended or funny, like what? She ain't following me no more. But to, to mute them is like, you know what? I'm making a conscious decision that this is not content that I need to absorb right now. And I think that's another great way to kind of turn some of that around and start to develop new habits and, and retraining of the mind. Absolutely. I mean, that mute is a gift from the heavens. <laughs> and so, use it. Say use it. it. Use it. But also, not only in social media, but in your day-to-day lives. Like, be selective. Be careful about the calls that you take, the conversations you engage in, and the people you allow in your emotional space. There are some people that we just will not have the emotional bandwidth to deal with at certain times. So if you have those friends that are draining or that they, whose conversations are exhausting, choose when to talk to them. Decide when you are mentally strong enough to kind of manage their conversations or the interactions you have with them. Amen. And 
caller ID is a beautiful thing. That's a mm. that's another gift from the heavens, uh, mm-hmm. so that you can start to screen and be a little bit more selective in that process. Now, something I want to ask you that I actually haven't asked any of the other clinicians that have come onto this show is especially about that retraining your your brain and, and giving yourself another vocabulary. As a practitioner, I'm sure that you have recommended some books to your clients about kind of reaffirming themselves or moving positively in those directions. So if you can give me one, two, three, if you got them off the top of your head, books that you would recommend to our listeners to be able to start to create a different palette of understanding about themselves, one that's more positive and less negative and toxic. Absolutely. So for me, I, of course, enjoy a lot of Brene Brown books. Yes, Brene. Um, yeah, I think I think those are, some of her books are just very, very enlightening. Um, one in particular is Dare to Lead. Uh, the Gifts of Imperfection are another one. Here's the one about wilderness. Braving the Wilderness, is that what it's called? Yeah, mm-hmm. Braving the Wilderness. Yep. Another great one. They can also pick up my book, of course, I Am Enough. And Y'all heard that. Y'all home. heard that. Show her some love. That's a, shame. That's a shameless plug, and we're going to put it on out there. Um, but I Am Enough. It's about self-care and self-worth. It's a quick 14-day journey. So I always encourage people to go out and get that book. And then also another book that is extremely healthy and helpful for people is Nice Girls Just Don't Get It. Oh, okay. It's, it's a book about self-respect and how to build and get the success you've earned and all of that great stuff. So how to get what you really need. Um, I love so, that. Oh, so, yeah. Let's, let's reach out. Let's get some good reading going on. Let's make sure that we are doing the things to remain positive. Also, another favorite for me is The Year of Yes. Um, and that's just about... By Shonda you know, Rhimes. Yes, ma'am. That, that's one of my favorites. I think I've reread it a couple of times since I got it a couple of years ago. Just reminding us that we need to take advantage of the opportunities in front of us. And while we're alive, we need to live. I love that. And sometimes we forget that. That's one of the the gifts, actually, if I can even use that word. That's one of the gifts of this whole global pandemic is that so often our lives are just, we're just busy being busy. We got to go to the baby shower and we got to go to the bridal shower and we got to go to the prayer breakfast and we got to go to the luncheon and we got to go to the kids' gymnastics and the ballet and the basketball game. And we're just running from pillar to post and don't really have the time to quote unquote sit down and read a good book or just sit down and just be with ourselves and just kind of reflect and check in and say, how am I doing? How am I feeling? How am I, you know, responding? And so this has kind of been one of those gifts. And so in the show notes, I will definitely be sure to put uh, this list of, of recommendations that, that Chantel has put out there. And one of the things that uh, I wanted to, to circle back to with regard to uh, spiritual obesity and weight gain is this notion of kind of like boundary setting. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is very popular in the physical health world is intermittent fasting, right? Mm-hmm. Which means there's this window of time where you are eating food and then there's a hard cutoff, like whether it's seven o'clock or eight o'clock and 
from that window till another 12 or 15 hours later, you just don't eat again. And I said, that is really powerful in the sense of, from the physical perspective, because it gives your body time to reset and to use the, the resources and energy that is already there before you go filling it up with more. But from an emotional and psychological perspective, to me, that also sounds a lot like kind of boundary setting. Absolutely. It, it definitely sounds like understanding where your limits are and understanding the, the areas that you cannot and you must not allow others to cross in your life. And I think as we were talking earlier about that superwoman or um, that you know strong black woman syndrome that we tend to have, a lot of times we don't understand or respect or even know our own boundaries. We kind of just take on the cares of the world. Whatever people drop at our doorstep, we tend to accept it. And boundaries is a huge way of knowing that you just don't have to take on everything. I agree with that. And it also goes to the last point that I made in the podcast, which, you know, when you're trying to lose weight, it's all about exercise and activity and, you know, getting that heart rate up. But from a spiritual perspective, God is like, take, take a back seat, sis. Um, yes, ma'am. Set, <laughs> set down. Set down. <laughs> like, like Big Mama said, get somewhere and sit down. Um, yes. It's about that sat down. But I have found, even for myself, as I, I continue to, to try to get better at it, it's hard to sit. It's hard to rest. And so in terms of just some, some final thoughts and kind of parting words, what advice can you give to people that just find it hard to just stop and have every excuse in the world about why they can't just sit and be still. What, what do you have for them? Well, I'm, I tell probably every client that I talk to, and they know they will repeat it for you, that resting is an action word. That is why it has I-N-G at the end of it. We, you are doing something when you are resting. You are refreshing. You are renewing. You are replenishing your mind, your body, and your spirit. So you must absolutely start rethinking, start forming a new paradigm about what rest means to you. Uh, so you're not doing nothing. You are actually doing exactly what your body, your mind, and your spirit needs in that moment, in that time. During this time, we are in a period where rest is imperative. And so it's not, it, it should be on your list of things to do, not on your list of I'm not doing anything. You know, we must rest during this time because this is truly a time where I feel that um, God is birthing new things within us. He is forming new ideas, new concepts, um, new books, new businesses. But if we don't take the time to shut down and be quiet and rest, you know, we can't be fed into so let, let's make sure that we prioritize rest during this season. You know, Chantel just preached a whole word as she was talking about that. <laughs> you know, I thought about the times where my personal computer, where I, I don't shut it down, I just close it. And then, you know, and hoping that when I pop it back open, it'll be ready to go. But I, I noticed that the more that I did that, not shutting it down, but just closing the lid and then opening it back up, it never, ever really turned off. It never really reset mm. itself. And slowly but surely, it started to get slower and slower and much more lag. And, and the little wheel starts spinning and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. Whereas if I had just shut it down every night, 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would have run much more smoothly. You know, just like our cars, they're sitting in the parking lot. You can't, you just can't keep the engine running. Right. In perpetuity, you know, because eventually that, that engine is going to run out. It's going to burn out. It's going to, you know, crash and burn. And so we are no different. And so resting is an action word. I'm definitely going to put that in your social media collateral when I promote this episode, <laughs> because that that's a whole word right there. And so Chantel, if people want to reach out to you, if they want your services, I'm sure you're doing a lot of, of tele therapy right now because you know you can't meet with your clients in person so if people want to find you what is the best way for them to do that yes yeah, so absolutely i am 100 uh telehealth right now okay during this time so go ahead and connect with me on social media you can find my business page at Chantel biddings counseling on facebook you can follow me on instagram at c biddings therapy um, and my website is www w.cbiddingstherapy.com, all easily so searchable through Google. So go ahead and look me up. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much. This has been, oh, yes, just confirmation of all the good things that God is doing in this podcast and our connection. And believers, listeners, one of the reasons why I keep bringing uh, these voices into the clinical space. I need to find, you know what, Chantel, maybe you can help me find some some male therapists that you know you know and respect because I don't want you to feel like it's just only women therapists. But I, I want, I'm trying to normalize this process that this help seeking, even though that may not be what we've come up with in terms of our upbringing, but this is normal. This is this is what we should be doing because self care. It's all a part and parcel to that. We have to take care of ourselves. We got one life to live and being physically healthy is just one piece of the puzzle. But that yes. mental and emotional health, those components are, and spiritual health, those are such critical components. And so if we can get all of those pieces working harmoniously together, it just really boosts and enhance our quality of life. So that is it. That is our episode. So please go show Chantel some love. Remember that Chantel with a C, okay? Not yes. an S, with a yes. C. And if you have any questions, comments, takeaways, you know you can hit me up at Dr. Shantae Says on Twitter, on Instagram, and I will see you guys next time.